Hey everyone, do you love movies? Do you like betting? If you do, then Box Office Bets is the podcast for you. With Tom Cunningham and myself, Brian Ortega, we'll guide you through Oscar season with our breakdown of each Oscar contender and give you our projections based on what the betting market is saying about each Oscar race. Make sure to check us out every week as we focus on a specific movie and break down its best chances to win right here on Box Office Bets. Hey everybody, welcome back to Concierge Confidential. I'm your host, Brian Ortega, and we are back with a gigantic episode. So why is this episode gigantic? Well, you probably read from the title that this is the tipping episode. So uh, I can't believe I haven't actually done this topic yet, and that is tipping in Las Vegas. So uh, this actually came up um, a little bit ago when I had a coworker who got you know a free drink from the bar. And, um, and didn't live like a, like a super big tip. So I really wanted to sort of dive into why we tip, who to tip, how much to tip. And it's not always the same depending on who you're tipping. So um, it does vary. And it's important to note that tipping is always at your discretion. Um, it's not, you know, quote unquote, required to tip. But it is one of those things that sort of goes back to the olden days of Vegas that tipping is you know, very much part of the culture here in Las Vegas. So I really just wanted to be able to break down who you should be tipping, how much you should be tipping, and, you know, what occasions you should be tipping as well. Because again, not everything's, you know, set in stone. So this is going to be the tipping episode, and I hope you guys enjoy it. I'm going to be tip, I'm going to be explaining the people you need to tip, the people that, um, you know, you tip extra, the how much you should be tipping, and on what occasions. Um, I will also be going over when you tip to get something extra for free, um, hopefully, or tipping extra in general. So I'll be covering that as a different topic later in the episode. But the first half of this episode is going to be who you should be tipping and how much you should be tipping at that time. So let's get started on the tipping guide to Las Vegas coming up next. Hey everybody, this is Brian Ortega from Concierge Confidential, and this episode is brought to you by AO Painting, who have been experts in specialized coating, servicing Arizona for over 40 years. AO Painting specializes in industrial projects and are a one-stop shop for sandblasting, industrial painting, waterproofing, and much, much more. To see more of their work and to get a quote, you can visit aopaintinginc.com. That's aopaintinginc.com. AO Painting, where specialized is where we start. All right, everybody, so let's jump into it. So uh, tipping in general, so why do we tip? So the thing is, is that many people are pretty aware of, you know, why we tip. It's usually for good service or if you're trying to get something extra, if you will. Uh, but just note that tipping is certainly part of the culture in Las Vegas, especially for waitresses, valet, bellmen, the front desk agents, concierges, uh, cocktail waitresses for sure, bartenders, dealers, everybody. So I've never really worked in a hospitality job where you weren't able to, you know, get a gratuity or, you know, get tips. Um, and a lot of people, it's built into their income. For example, bartenders, cocktail waitresses, waiters and waitresses, valets, 
These are all things that are built into their model um, of how they actually make their living. So again, I get this question a lot is that it's not, you know, your problem that, you know, employers aren't paying them well. Well, that's, it's just, that's kind of the way the business works, especially with very large amount of people for hospitality jobs like this. Uh, this is kind of the way it is. So, um, again, tipping is always at your discretion and everybody's the same and we don't always all have the same budgets to travel with. So it's really just one of those things where you have to take it upon yourself to either pick your spots or be able to, you know, distinguish when, you know, you're able to tip or not to tip. And, um, just to like give you sort of, a just a sort of general outline is that most people in Las Vegas don't look down on people who tip a little bit of amount. So like a dollar, two dollars for certain things. We usually just, you know, take it and say, you know, it is what it is. Uh, but we do remember the people who don't tip and not tipping is certainly something that we do remember and we take into account sometimes uh, extra. It doesn't mean that we don't do extra things, but uh, the thing is, is that we'll treat you the same, but there are certain little extras that Yes, we don't help you with if you are not a good tipper. And if we don't think that you're going to be a good tipper, I'm sorry. That's just the reality. Just the way it is. Uh, it's just the way it is in Las Vegas. The more money you give to somebody, the more stuff we're willing to go out of our way to help you with. It's just just part of the business. And that's just kind of the way it goes. So don't know what to tell you. So why are we tipping? So using the example that I used earlier, sort of on the intro of this pod was that um, I had a coworker who gets, you know, we get free, you know, sodas and stuff from the bar um, where we work. And when he came back, he told us that he didn't tip the bartender, um, which is, you know, it's, it's up to him. But really, why do we do this? So this is very different from being a local and being, you know, also an employee, but also from a local, from a tourist. If you are a local, I really want to sort of explain this is that you are tipping for the next time you're tipping for the next time you get something. You're not tipping for that service. You're tipping for, you know, maybe it was a soda this time, but what happens, you know, down the road in like a week or two when they remember the face and you get like a free beer out of it or a free cocktail. So that's why you tip. That's why I tip. So I'm also a very bad example of how much to tip because I think I'm an over tipper. Um, I tip, you know, when you don't really have to, or I tip more than you should. Uh, but I have to say that it does help me because I do like to go to, I do like to be a repeat, um, not a repeat offender, but a repeat customer where when people see you, they remember they, yeah, they remember your face. Sure. But they also do remember the way that you tipped them, the way that you treated them when you came in the last time. So that is why that's my goal when I'm tipping bartenders, cocktail waitresses, um, uh, waiters, waitresses. They will always remember. Honestly, my biggest thing is the bartenders because that's who I hang out with the most. And again, the bartenders are kind of like the de facto uh, managers of the bar and restaurant. Um, they have the same sort of clout and weight that a manager does, but they're on the front lines and they're the ones who are going to be able to slip you, you know, maybe an extra drink. So the idea is you're always tipping for the next time, tipping for the next time and the next time and the next time after that. If you're a local as a vacationer or a tourist visiting Las Vegas, obviously you're not going to have the same experiences that we do where you see the same person over and over and over again. But the bartenders know this. And again, you should be tipping based on your experience with that person. So uh, this is sort of the expected idea. So um, I will start with 
Let's just start with the bellman. Let's start with the people that actually meet you at your car, other than the valets. So typically you're going to be, if you, if you do end up parking through the valet, uh, the bellman, if you are going to be tipping the bellman, typically $5 a bag is kind of what's looked for. Or if you have a lot of bags, you know, 2 or $3 a bag, and you can just figure out that way. Again, a lot of this is, you know, play it by ear. But if you wanted sort of a hard number on how much to tip, let's just say you walked in with, you know, three bags, 10 bucks would be fine. Honestly, I know I'm kind of messing with the numbers, but that's a very good number because then you get to 15 and it's like who tips 15 Why don't you just tip 20. So that's understandable. You have three bags. You give me 10 bucks. That's really awesome, to be honest. But again, it just depends on, you know, if it's a heavy bag, all this other stuff put together. So if you wanted sort of a broken down figure, I would say five bucks a bag is completely fine. It's, you know, really like more than needed. But, you know, it's just totally up to you. Uh, it happens a lot here in Las Vegas that we have multiple people that will assist you with bags. So you have the bellman who picks up the bags down at the car. And then you have the bellman who takes them to your room. So if that does happen, yes, you are expected to tip the person that takes your bags to your room. So if you want to look at it this way, uh, you can tip the person when you get to the hotel. You can give them a five for however many bags you have. And then you can break down the how many bags per, how many dollars per bags are sent up to your room. Just because, again, that might be a different person. Uh, and again, I'm, I'm just saying, you know, maybe two, three bucks a bag if you have multiple bags, like a lot of them. Uh, but if you only have one bag, I would say five bucks is completely fine for a bag. So that's what I would uh, recommend for tipping the bellman. So just kind of moving down the list of the people that you'll come in contact with is the valets. This is very, very interesting because it's changed over the years because now that we charge for valet parking it does feel kind of weird tipping for a service that used to be free and tipping the valets was sort of the fun extras so i'll kind of dive into sort of what the valleys used to be like so for those of you that are visiting las vegas for the first time and don't know what it was like being a valet by the way being a valet huge money gig if you've ever seen the movie casino they explain it quite well that a lot of places to be a valet, you really had to know somebody like the manager, the supervisor, owner of the hotel, whatever, to get the gig to be a valet parker. Many valet parkers have university degrees and never use a degree because they made so much money valet parking. And it was really an awesome gig because especially when you didn't pay for parking, the valet parkers knew that they were on a clock, that the faster they got their car in, the faster they got it to you, and the fat and the more money they got for being quick. And that was the idea. It was bang, bang, bang. And that was the way it worked back in the day. It was so cool. And it was it felt so slick when you would pull up to the hotel, throw your keys to the valet. You felt like a big shot. Even if you weren't a big shot, you're just, you know, a normal person. But it felt good valet parking. It just was sort of just this ecosystem that you lived in. And you just sort of it just it's sort of unspoken. And there's just different codes that you would say. And it was just absolutely fantastic. But um, usually back in the day when valet parking was free, um, I would tip five bucks when I got there, five bucks when I left, um, at the very minimum. Cause I know it can be, that's, it's 10 bucks, but I know it can sound, you know, super expensive. The idea of tipping the valets, if you want to budget it out and you don't want to do, you know, two, three bucks when you get there and five bucks when you leave, um, I would say if you're absolutely going to tip only once, you want to tip when you pick up your car because when you drop off your car, they really don't do anything. They, they, they're picking up your keys 
And that's really it. That's kind of like the extent. So that's fine. They're going to park it in the, in the garage, do whatever. But you don't want to be the person who picks up their car and doesn't give them a tip when you pick up their car. Because you want to look at it way, they had to go and get your car. They had to drive it up. They brought it in. They ran to go get it, hopefully. And now it's there. And then that's like the, 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 the departing feeling is that you didn't tip that person. One time, I was playing at the Cosmopolitan. And I lost all my money. So I lost all the money I came with. I had cash. I was not going to go to the ATM and get small bills. So I was kind of in a bad mood. I picked up my car. And as I was picking up my car which was, you know, View Valley at that time, this guy said, thanks for using Cosmopolitan free parking. And I was like, what a jerk. And then I also looked at myself and said, man, I suck. And I just, I just they, they'll do it to you. That's just sort of how it used to be back in the day. It just, it just changed over the years, obviously, now with the paid parking, and you just kind of don't know what the etiquette is. But again, if you're going to be tipping valets, I would say if you're going to try to, you know, minimize how much you tip to valets i would say you know a five when you pick up your car at the very bare minimum two dollars very bare minimum two dollars they just don't want just don't not tip the valets that's certainly one of the starred jobs in vegas uh was where you should be tipping and again 100 percent, it is not how it used to be valets used to be quick fast professional now they're kind of just there. It just it just kind of sucks. <clears throat> All right, so let's move on. Let's move on to, let's see. We're walking into the hotel, and we're going to see what's next, the front desk agents. So front desk agents. This one comes up a lot. There's a couple groups that I'm in that are in, you know, the Las Vegas, you know, group sphere, and they're always talking about this $20 trick. The thing is with the $20 trick, which if you haven't heard it before, it's where you take your $20 and you put it in between your credit card and your ID. Sure, go ahead and try it. That's completely fine. Just so you know, you don't have to put it in between your credit card and your ID. All you have to do is, and this is the thing, is that you have to be okay with letting go of that 20 bucks. So I will explain now. So uh, for this, you are trying to get something upgraded that's cheaper than it would be to actually just, you know, pay for it extra, which is completely fine because a lot of times the upgrades are uber expensive. It's like another 50 bucks a night, $75 a night. It's expensive. So for an extra 20 bucks, you get the same thing, but you know, for only the $20 because it goes into the front desk agent's pocket. So typically, just know how busy it is that week. Because so, for example, if you're going for like Cinco de Mayo weekend or Fourth of July weekend, there's usually not a lot of room availability. The occupancy is quite high, like in the 90s percent. Uh, I've seen it over 101 percent, which that's, you know, wild. So just know what time of the year you're there, what days you're there. Because if you're there like on a Wednesday when it's dead and you give them 20 bucks, yes, you certainly are able to get an upgrade to a higher floor, maybe a you know maybe a suite if it's really really low occupancy. But again, just be grateful for whatever they're willing to do for you. So, what I like to do is I like to just say, you know, thank you, you know, thank you for so much for your help and tip them 20 bucks at the beginning. At the beginning, this is before they've done anything and this is very much what Vegas used to be like. You tipped before 
because when you tip before, that gives me the you know the expectation that I'm gonna be going above and beyond for the guest when you tip the 20 bucks before. So just know that $20 in Las Vegas, 20 bucks, not gonna say it can get you anything, but it does get the ball rolling for me to do something really, really nice for you. So a $20 tip for a front desk agent, a concierge, a valet, we're certainly able to do a little bit extra. So if you wanna know what that is, you stay tuned for the second part of this podcast where I'll tell you where you can tip to get the little extras. So stay tuned for that. But what I like to do is I'll tip 20 bucks at the beginning. And when I do that, I say, you know, thank you so much for all your help, whatever. And even I'll tell them like, I'll you know, just see what you can do. And with this, a lot of times you'll either be able to get a higher floor, you usually get to maybe get a view. These are things that are within the control of the front desk agent. And a lot of times, all it is is about room assignments. And yes, all of the front desk agents know what room numbers have views. They all know this, it's all by heart. I talked to a bunch of front desk agents and they would tell me, all the hotels that have ending in this number, um, sometimes with a two or starting with a two, that faces the strip. All the numbers that you know start with a four, that faces the opposite end of the strip. That end that faces like the airport or faces south. Um, I was at the MGM Grand, and you always wanted the rooms that were facing the strip and also looking north because that was the heart of the strip. So, yes, all the front desk agents know what rooms have the views. So, typically, if you put twenty bucks in front of them, you don't even have to hide it. Just say, you know, thank you so much for what you're doing, you know, just if there's anything you can do, help me out. And they'll always look and type on their computer asking, you know, what you're in town for. Always give them some type of event. If you want, you know, something a little extra, always tell them, you know, it's an anniversary or it's your birthday or these kind of things. By the way, your birthday doesn't always work. Never works for a lot of things. Sometimes for your hotel room, Always do it in passing. That's always what I recommend. You just say, oh, we're here for my brother's birthday. We're very excited. I don't want to hear as a front desk agent, oh, I'm here for my birthday. What can you get me for free? That is the 100% way to not get anything for free is by saying, give me something for free because you're expecting and we don't like that. So try to erase that from your brain as saying that, oh, it's my whatever. We're not going to help you out. So anyways, I like to give 20 bucks. And from there, you get a higher room, better view, whatever. Uh, one time, um, I did tell the front desk agent at uh, like the Cosmopolitan or the Venetian, I said, you know, thank you so much, you know, see what you can do. And they said, oh, well, you know, I can't really, you know, do that room. I can't, you know, put you on a higher floor just because, you know, it's very busy. Um, I'm sorry, but, you know, do you want this back? And I said, no. I was like, you just hang on to it. Thank you for anything you do. She said, oh, perfect. And we still got a view of the strip and chocolates in the room when we got there. So again, even if you don't get exactly what you want or they say, hey, like I can't really help you out. I can't do like any upgrades. Um, here's your money back. You can take it back if you want, but doesn't that feel shitty? I wouldn't do that. Just because same thing happened at the Palazzo, like I mentioned earlier, that I basically did the whole thing and they said, oh, like, I don't know if we can do anything. Let me, yeah, I don't know. Let me see what I can do. And as we were sort of 
getting ready to go up. She's like, oh, I actually found a room that was on a higher floor and it has a view. And then boom, we got it. And again, that only cost 20 bucks. And again, that was me doing it before she did anything. That's how you do it. You don't want to ask for something and then you got it. And then they're hoping for maybe you tip. Because again, the, we, we don't do things for free here. Just remember that. We don't do things out of the goodness of our heart for free. We do things out of the goodness of our heart because hopefully you gave us money before you did it. So that was a very long explanation of the front desk, but that's certainly something that you should be aware of. But again, I wrote this down as for front desk agents, tip if they assist you with their request that you made at the counter. Uh, again, if you made a request on your reservation that you wanted a high floor or close to the elevators, whatever, eh, you don't really have to tip. But if they did something that you requested in front of them, you should certainly tip the front desk agent depending on how the request was, whether it's an upgrade for upgrades for room types or a huge deal. So those you should definitely tip at least $20. If you're just getting like a higher room or something like that, 10 bucks is good, especially if it's staying inside of the price range that uh, you made your request for. So just keep that in mind for the front desk agents. That's kind of what you're looking at. So moving on, let's move on to what I used to do. So I was a concierge. Obviously, that's the name of the podcast. This is something that it really depends. So when I say it really depends, uh, it really just depends on what request you were making and how much time I spent doing that request. So um, if I just you know gave you directions on where the bathroom is or I gave you directions on a restaurant, I don't expect a tip. Although I have gotten a tip for actually telling somebody where craft steak was and she gave me a $20 tip. And that's just the way it goes. Uh, very, very nice guest. I will always remember her that for her for that because it happened. Uh, but if I spend a significant amount of time putting together your itinerary, booking multiple things for you, basically your whole weekend from dinner reservations to tours, show tickets, and I spend an hour of my day doing that, certainly it's my job. But just know that if I was giving, you have to remember that when I did this, I was probably giving you recommendations. I was thinking, you know, really hard on how this all would work for you to make your life easier. And I did all that curating it to just you. So yes, it is my job to assist you with tours, show tickets, all that good stuff. But you know, it would be nice to do, you know, get a little extra for that. So typically we do like tips. We were probably one of the better compensated, uh, better compensated parts of the hotel for sure. But again, it is going the extra mile to make sure that that's great. And the cool thing is, is that if you do tip us, we certainly always try to do our best to add a little extra. So what does that mean? So typically, like, let's just say a good tip for a concierge, is, you know, between five and 10 bucks. Uh, a lot of times we would get 20s because that was cool. But usually if we got 20s, we were doing something a little bit extra for you. And it was fantastic. But if you give us, you know, a five or a 10, it's greatly appreciated. So five to 10 bucks is great, especially if it's a very, you know, unique task. Uh, we certainly enjoy that. So usually, you know, five, 10 bucks is good. Um, the question I always get a lot is what's the biggest tip I ever got from somebody. So I actually got this twice and you know, it happens. Some people get it more than others. Um, I was tipped a hundred dollars two times from two different people for pretty easy things to be honest with you. Uh, but you know, it's, I did it work. It's worth it. Um, I think I've told this story before on the pod where I actually was, it was like Memorial day, a big, you know, pool weekend. And a guest came up to me and asked me, 
hey, my kids and wife are coming into town. This was like Thursday. And I want to have a cabana at the pool for them. And during, you know, really, really busy weekends, especially for like the summer, we can't get reservations for day beds or cabanas at the pool. It's just super, super busy. People plan it out. And what happened was, is he asked me this, we were, you know, he was right in front of me. And I said, you know, let me check it out. Let me see what I can do because we book cabanas. And as I was, you know, getting all my stuff set up, he says, well, you know, do the, see the, do the best you can do. And then put the hundred dollars in front of me. And at that point, just so you know, as a, as a hotel professional, we get hyper, super hyperactive. We are, we really, and we don't show it, but we really want to help you just because we know that that's, you know, that's a, that's a really good tip, hundred bucks. But the reason we got, I got a little nervous is because really the pool is out of our control. If we don't have the inventory for it, then I can't help you with it. I can't open up a cabana that's already closed off by the pool. So I was super nervous at this point and I was, you know, a little bit new. And as I was doing it, I looked it up. We had plenty of cabanas, which is great. We had like five or six cabanas, which is kind of a lot, uh, especially like if it's a Thursday and you just play it up. So at that point, I just played it up at that point. I said, oh, well, uh, let's see. Um, I, I do have, uh, it looks like I can open up a space. Uh, I do have a, a cabana for you, sir. This also, I did this because then it looked like it was exclusive because the price was coming next, which it was $1,200 for this particular cabana for this weekend. So the way that we do the cabanas is that we do have to take all that money up front. So we do have a credit card and it goes through it, but it made it much easier once I made it feel exclusive for him to actually pay that price for that cabana. And that's where I got my hundred, picked it up and put it in my pocket. And I did not put it in my pocket until I booked that cabana. It was just out there. So most people could see, I put it sort of next to the mouse just so we remembered that that was not mine until I actually completed that service. So it does work. It does work when you tip ahead of time that we tend to do our job a little bit better knowing that there's that little sort of carrot at the end of the road. The other time I got a $100 tip was for doing very, very many <laughs> minimalist things. Um, I actually booked a transportation and a restaurant that I came up with for this particular guest that wasn't that hard to make a reservation for. And boom, made the reservation. He said, thank you very much, sir a hundred dollar tip. So again, you never know in what forms you're going to be getting that tip. And it just happens. Um, the most money I've ever actually, sp uh, spent for somebody or arranged was about $14,000 and I did not get a tip. And actually I was kind of okay with that one. Cause I actually just really enjoyed the story of how it came together. Um, so that was fine. So you don't always get tips for the really expensive things you do. And I actually did spend probably a good hour putting together that person's itinerary for the entire uh, entire trip in Las Vegas. But I was happy to do it. They were also staying at the Four Seasons and we're at the MGM Grand. So I booked all this stuff for a guest who wasn't even staying at my hotel. So that's the concierge again. If it's a really weird request like a little person or we have to go and run and get you know, prosthetic nipples from someplace. Um, we tend to, we tend to like a little bit extra, especially if we had to think outside the box. So moving to some of the people that you probably see a little bit more frequently, like waiters, waitresses, cocktail waitresses, and bartenders. Uh, the waiter waitresses is pretty straightforward. 18 to 20% is what's expected typically of the bill. 
if you are somebody who gets a discount or something, uh, I would definitely still do the 18 to 20% from the original price. So again, 18, 20%. Um, I would also throw bartenders in there if they also handled your meals. So if you ended up eating at the bar, you tip them as a waiter and a waitress, not just as a bartender, which coming up to the next part of this, you do not have to include these particular numbers uh, because you are tipping them the percentage point. So just keep that in mind. So for bartenders, if you're just going to be drinking, um, if you get a beer, beers can be very expensive in town, between 7 and $10, sometimes 5 Well, That's really nice when you get off the strip. But a dollar a beer is completely acceptable. That's kind of what we're looking for, at least a dollar a beer. All you had to do was open the cap. Uh, $2 for a simple cocktail. What is a simple cocktail? Uh, you're looking things like Crown and Coke, uh, gin and tonic. At least $2 for that. Um, just because, again, it's not a extensive cocktail to make. But, you know, it's a little bit more than like a dollar uh, beer. Because a beer, you only had to pull it out. Uh, a simple cocktail, you did have to kind of mix it, I guess. So uh, I would say at least $2 is, you know, a, a perfectly fine thing to leave them. If you really want to, a dollar, that's fine. But 2 bucks is what I would recommend. So if you end up going to a cocktail bar, a high-end cocktail bar like Nomad, Delilah's, Made for a Supper Club, places that I like to go, I recommend 3 to $5 for a craft cocktail. So if you're going to be getting like a martini, an old-fashioned, one of their signature cocktails... It, ex it certainly takes a lot of extra effort to do that. There is a lot more that goes into making that, especially if they make a really good one, because let me tell you that not all old, old fashions are made the same. So it does take a little bit more craft to make a lot of these things. So I typically tip a little bit more, three, $3 minimum, but I usually end up eating at these places. So I just, you know, tip whatever the percentage is. So um, a lot of times when I drink multiple old fashions, it comes out to a much larger number where I convert to the waiter waitress percentages. So if something ends up being, you know, 40 or $50, I go with what I would tip a waiter or waitress, which is the 18 to 20%. Um, it just makes my life a little bit easier uh, than tipping you know, trying to remember the three to five dollar trick. So, but if you're actually just walking up and getting, you know, one cocktail, typically like an old fashioned in Las Vegas, depending on where you go, ranges between twelve and eighteen dollars. I know it's crazy. Just get used to it. Um, so usually, if my drink is eighteen dollars and I'm just getting one, I'll give them, you know, three four bucks, and we're good to go. Again, it's expensive town. That's just the way that it goes. Uh, so moving on to our dealers, if you're going to be going, not your, not your, um, not your, uh, not your drug dealers, uh, you shouldn't tip them. Um, they just usually end up hanging out with you is what I've been told. So anyways, uh, the dealers, the blackjack dealers, the craps dealers, typically five bucks a gaming session is completely acceptable. So if you played for, let's just say 20, 30 minutes, if they were teaching you something or you were winning or you're breaking even five bucks is good. Um, I like to tell people this at, um, at some of my classes that uh, for cocktail witches specifically is that what is customary, a dollar a drink is fine. $2 is also really good if she's fast and five bucks if she's really cute. And that one I always think is kind of funny just because it just depends. If your wife's around, just go back to the dollar. But typically five bucks a gaming session is completely fine, especially if the person is, you know, well-mannered. They usually have, you know, a good energy to them and they deserve it. Uh, the dealer, the dealer customer relationship is very much like a waiter waitress relationship where if they provide you good service and they're giving you with the, giving you the amount of attention that you're looking for, 
then they deserve their tip. If they're boring, they're just pulling the cards out of the shoe. They don't deserve their tip, so you shouldn't have to tip them. Um, again, for dealers specifically, they really should be trying to give you good service because, again, at the end of the day, it's not as their job isn't as hard as you might think it is, uh, and they should try to give you best service. So, again, five bucks a gaming session is completely doable. So that kind of rounds out some of the people that you should be tipping uh, when you come to Las Vegas. Uh, there's a couple extra ones that I'm going to be going into next, which are these are the ways to tip to get something extra or free when you're in town. So stick around and hopefully you guys learn something new in the next segment. All right, everybody. So we are now into the special part of our podcast, and that is tipping for the little extras. So um, what does this mean? So this means uh, you are tipping to try to get something for free that is going to be cheaper or gives you a little bit more clout than before. So uh, I did say I wanted to come back to this in regards to valets. So if you are going to be valet parking your car and you want to be a little extra, uh, the old way that you used to do this, and it still works to this day because you still have some old timers still parking cars, is when you pull up to the hotel and they say they're full. So they say, oh, we're full. Like we don't have any, you know, we don't have any rooms. We don't have any space left. Uh, hotel guests only. What I used to do was I used to put a $20 bill on the edge of the, uh, of the uh, window of when I pulled in. They, I would say, you know, just looking to park the car. And they would say, oh, are you a hotel guest? They'd be like, no. And they would say, oh, well, only hotel guests for this evening. And I said, oh, well, you know, let's. I was like, are you sure there's no space? And then I would put the, I, I would say, can you find a space for it? And I would put the $20 bill on the corner. I would put it on the edge. And they would say, all right, yeah, let me see. Just pull up. I'll find a spot for it. And that was always awesome. So usually 10 bucks worked for that. $20 usually always worked. And typically, if it is very, very slow, uh, and you tip $20, they will put your car in front, which is great. Um, I was talking to my friend Ryan, who did this podcast with me before, which we talked specifically about valets. Uh, that's the uh, valet parking episode, I believe, on Concierge Confidential. We have to go back and check it. It's with Ryan Hunter. And we talked about it. And he told me that even if you pull up in a Lamborghini, which typically if you pull up in a Lamborghini, they're expecting a $100 tip is what I've been told, or at least 50 bucks at the very minimum. And you don't tip in the beginning when you park your Lamborghini or your Ferrari. They will put your shit in the back with all the other regular cars. So they have to tip usually a pretty good amount to keep it in front. So typically... Uh, I remember a time when I parked my rinky-dink car, my rinky-dink truck, Ford Explorer Sports Track, uh, and it was parked in front of the Paris Hotel, where the roundabout is of the Arc du Triomphe, and it actually was looking out to the Las Vegas Strip, which was sick, because right next to it was also a Ferrari. So that was awesome. But again, if you tip 20 bucks at the beginning, they will typically put your car right in front and this also has happened with my dad my dad usually has a big truck when he comes into town it's pretty large and doesn't really fit into a lot of garages but he does tip extra and they end up putting it right in front of the hotel and he gets a super big kick out of it uh but again valley parking is where if you do tip the little extra they will put your car much closer to the entrance and get it much faster on the way out the only thing now is you have to pay for it to be parked in general so yeah 
you got to take what you got to take. So moving on, uh, by the way, yeah, 10 to 20 bucks if you're trying to get that service where you get a little extra parked in front, 20 bucks typically does it for anybody's, you know, standard regular car. So moving on to lounges and um, this type of thing. Uh, so, so super like high-end lounges and restaurants sometimes get full. And sometimes when you're there and you walk up and you say, hey, I'm just trying to, you know, check it out. They say, oh, we're kind of full on the inside. All you have to do, same thing with the valet, if you tip 20 bucks and say, you know, can you just see if there's any more, you know, any more room? And they'll take it most of the time. They say, yeah, come on in. Especially if you're just doing like general admission or standing room, usually let you right in. And it's just kind of the way it goes. So that's a really easy one. 20 bucks gets you a lot in this town. So remember, 20 bucks is the way to go. Um, moving on to security guards. So security guards you run into a lot, especially into nightclubs, uh, in the nightclub, outside of the nightclub. Uh, you just kind of run into them. So uh, I typically, this is back in the day, uh, when you're trying to, let's just say, cut the line at a nightclub. Um, usually, you got to find the bouncer who's usually in front, you know, in the, G, the GA line, the VIP host line, whatever. All you got to do is walk up to him, depending on how many people you are, hopefully not a whole tribe, you know, two people's fine. Uh, you just say, hey, you know, we're just trying to, you know, jump in, you know, jump in the club. And you just slip them 20 bucks. They might let you jump in the line. They might let you jump in the guest list. And they do the stamp. They do the whole thing. So that's one way to do it. But I want to move inside of the club, the security guards inside of the nightclub. So if you are inside of a nightclub, and it happens a lot, places like Omnia, places like Encore Beach Club, Excess, where the dance floor gets really full. And again, this sounds super extra, and it sounds ridiculous. Uh, one time, I was really trying to dance with this one girl, and she was at you know the table that I was at back in the concierge days. And she really wanted to dance on the dance floor, but the dance floor was full. And it was just really random. And it's like, oh, like you can't, you know, let you in. I was like, hey, bro, can you let us in? And I, I actually did tip the guy 20 bucks to get into the dance floor to dance. And he says, oh, yeah, right here. And then just let us in. And that was probably one of the stupider things that I actually tipped for. So it happens. But one of the other cool things was, was that when we would get into the clubs for, you know, free, uh, I would always tip the, the, the security guard because typically when you are at a nightclub and you are in your table, uh, the host or the hostess or the waitress, they're not always there. And the security guards are the ones who typically watch over that area. And you don't want people coming in and out of your table. So one way to make sure that your table is, you know, protected or taken care of, or if you're a bunch of single guys, you want a bunch of girls, who do you look for? You look for the security guards. So the security guards are the one who can, you know, make sure nobody's coming into your space. And if something happens and pops off that you're not the one who has to like defend your space. So I used to always tip the security guards, you know, you know, give them a 20 Say, hey, man, thanks. Appreciate it. Thanks for you know everything you're doing, yada, yada, yada. And with that, buys you so much clout inside of a nightclub for your space, for that night. Um, one time somebody came into our space at Omnia, and I, like he just would not want to leave. He's just sort of a drunk guy, and you're like, you don't want to deal with that unless you want to, but then you probably get kicked out of the club if you start a fight. So I was like, hey, dude, like this guy's not with us. You know, This ain't our guy. So security guard would come in. He's like, hey, can you leave? Uh, it's not your space. They don't want you here. And then he was like, no, I'm not leaving. Boom. Security guard 
Couldn't be more excited to grab the guy by the back of his shirt and push him up against the wall that we were standing next to. So again, it's, it's wild. They're into these things. One time I was at the uh, marquee. I was at marquee, which is at uh, cosmopolitan. And we were on one side of the nightclub and the bathroom was on the very other end, which is just filled with people. And a lot of times these security guards will even walk you to the bathroom, especially if you have, you know, ladies with you. Um, they just have to go up to the security guard and say, Hey, like I need to go to the bathroom. And it's a lot of people. I don't know where to go. The security guard will take you to the bathroom through everybody making room just for you to walk. So super, super worth it. But actually when I went, they have a secret bathroom when you walk into marquee and then just like, you know, kitty corner to the left here, catty corner, kitty corner to the left. As you walk in, there's a door Then that's a secret bathroom just for, single you know the a single person and since i you know got cool with the security guard he's like oh yeah man just right here and that was the bathroom that i went into so again hooking you know getting cool with the security guard is a huge deal um again 20 bucks goes very very far you typically don't have to tip anything more than that so um on the topic of nightclubs if you end up if you end up actually you know going to a nightclub and you get like a, a host or whatever and they're the ones that hooked you up. They're the ones that helped you out. Uh, you should be tipping that person. So I didn't, you know, tip a, a lot of our nightclub hosts. I tried to do it in a different way just because it felt, you know, a little bit more personal um, in the types of ways that I did it. So I would tip in different ways. But I do recommend if you do go online or you call the nightclub or however you get hooked up with a host or a hostess. And they're the ones that arrange everything for you. You should certainly tip that person for helping you out. I would say, you know, 20, 40 bucks is usually pretty good. Yeah, they do get a commission off of the tables they sell, so fine. But just it makes you feel a little bit better if, you know, if you give them a 20, you know, 20, 40 bucks, they do go through and arrange all these things, especially if you're trying to get a good spot. I did do this one time when I went to see Cruella over at the, uh, over at the uh, Daylight. Uh, I say the, but Daylight over at uh, Mandalay Bay. And when I went, it was nighttime. And when I got there, I was like, hey, man, you know, thanks for helping me out, whatever. And this was just the guy that walked us to the table. I gave him a 20. And because of that, I got one of the best day beds in the day club. And it was awesome. We got a, our own little pad, sort of just our, you know, our own little area to dance if we wanted to. And had a great view of the stage. And that was just by giving that 20 bucks, just sort of like without thinking about it. And... That's what that's what happens. So that really actually goes into more like the hostesses and the hosts that actually help you for restaurants or nightclubs in general. Uh, again, you know, 10, 20 bucks, it goes a long way in town. And that's kind of like if you're trying to get any of the little extras, 20 bucks is sort of the magic number. Uh, I'll sort of just finish it up here. Just like if you get a hostess or host, you know, a hostess at a restaurant, if you want a really great view, for example, places like Mayfair Supper Club, if you want places like um, Spago or the Eiffel Tower restaurant, if they don't already charge, are charging you for that view, because a lot of restaurants still do that. But you just say, you know, it's our anniversary, you know, see what you can do. Shake the hand of the waitress, the cock, the, sorry, the um, hostess or the host. And they always see what they can do, which typically they try to get you a better view that they, they, we all know, we all know that the reason you're tipping us as a hostess or a host is to get you a good view in the best part of the restaurant. And again, that's just the name of the game. 
there's so many things that we learn as hospitality professionals that are unsaid. And that's, I think, very, very important to, to learn. Um, also, there's a bunch of other people that I've kind of left off the list, like casino host and that kind of thing. But that's for another time. Maybe when we talk about like the players cards that that'll get into that as well. But I think I covered a pretty good amount of what tipping is in Las Vegas, that tipping is certainly something that's built into our ecosystem as a city. And again, just remember, you should always tip depending on what you can afford. You should always tip depending on what you are comfortable with. And we are never, you know, if we're not like a waitress or a bartender or a cocktail waitress, we are not expecting the tip. Just there's certain people that kind of do like valets, all the you know, food and beverage people that I just mentioned. But again, it'll come naturally. You'll kind of learn how to do this. And hopefully this was a good sort of jumping off point for those of you that may be from not the United States and are wanting to know what the base is for a lot of these, uh, you know, a lot, of, a lot of tipping in general. So hopefully this was educational. Um, I can't wait to talk to you guys again. Uh, I will be going out of town this week. Um, I'll probably be doing an episode from Tucson, Arizona, my old stomping grounds. Um, I'll be talking to my dad about, you know, old Las Vegas, who knows, but uh, I do really appreciate everybody listening and hopefully you guys stick with us as we keep continuing on with last night in Vegas, which you can find on our concierge confidential feed anyways. But again, uh, thank you so much for listening. My name is Brian Ortega and remember, if you go out in Las Vegas this weekend, keep it confidential. That's it.